writing songs of love. Oh, nothing better than a little Chet Baker to bring back some serious memories. You are listening to the new and mellow, chill, Aftershock XL with Steve Grillo. Reminding me of so many memories I've had at a very special place that we are going to do a Brunelli's reunion today. Um, that song, uh, I got a room full of amazing people. I'm going to get to them very shortly. This is my Allison Steele Nightburn voice. Uh, I'm Steve Grillo, and you should listen to Aftershock XL. Uh, I'm trying to be mellow today. I'm always so hyper. So I smoked a little. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening today to Aftershock XL. Uh, this is We're getting... Every day is getting closer to April 7th, which is going to be our debut show. Uh, we're going to have a lot of special guests, a lot of call-ins, a lot of cool things are going to happen on April 7th. And uh, we'll be shooting April 5th. Um, and I always like to start off the show with thanking the wonderful people that make this happen. First of all, it'll be Hangar Studios and Pro Media for providing this amazing studio. I want to thank... Verse Starner Beer this week, because they've been very special this week, helping me out with the show and providing alcohol beverages. Things are getting better. You're going to be able to see what kind of different beers they have. We're going to have them on. They can talk about how amazing their Pilsner is. Verse Starner Beer is one of the premier Pilsners from Germany, and they are taking over the United States. And I will, it's, you have very few minutes to get your tax done. Okay, it's coming up. It's going to bite you on the ass. If you do not go to F-Sharp Tax Management, you are going to have a problem. You want to go to richardadprinzi.com. This guy is one of the best tax attorneys in the United States. They have offices in L.A., Vegas, here in New York. It is absolutely amazing. You need to go see Richard Prinzi at F-Sharp Tax Management because they will get you your proper refund. Not like H&R Block. I went to them for years, and they bent me over hard because they are not specialists. I was working in the entertainment business, and Richard Prinzi helped me do my taxes correctly because it's everybody has different expenses. Everybody has different lives, and H&R Block doesn't do that for you. Richard Prinzi does. Richard at Prinzi.com. You want to go to F-Sharp Tax Management Group. And then we also have Bright Shot. If you are filming a taping a TV show, film, anything you need an LED light for, as far as like those big movie lights, Bright Shot is the best on the market, and they are cheaper than all the competition, and they are brighter than the competition. They have no heat. They're 3.8 amps. They go any color, any color temperature, and if you need special effects, if you're shooting something, you need special effects like police lights, TV, lightning. If you ever have to shoot a lightning scene in a movie, you have to get this giant arc machine, and it's so dangerous, it's so expensive, it uses so much electricity, where if you rent the Bright Shot light, it'll do that no problem. And don't forget, our friends over at the DCL firm uh if you need money back you go to the dcl firm testimonials james and his pitbull group over there well they will get you uh money back and if you're having problems with your credit you go to dcl firm and you talk to james so go to dcl dclfirm.com or dcl firm testimonials and they will help you i promise you so here we are in the room with the aftershock xl Brunelli's reunion show, but before we get to all the wonderful people that I brought on from my past, uh, I consider family. Um, I, I want to introduce a new character to the show. First, I want to introduce Kyle. Kyle, say hello. 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 Well, Kyle, I met a couple uh, months ago. I went to a very good friend of mine. Uh, she's a director of a play. She's also an actress, my friend Julie Gorkowski. Um, she's, uh, she was in Private Parts, if anybody remembers uh, Patricia Von Faro. She had the cowboy hat on, and she played Howard. I think it was in um, Detroit right before he got fired. So I've known Julie since uh, Private Parts. Very talented actress. Uh, so I went to go see her in a play in Long Island, and she told me, she's like, look, I don't normally invite you out to these plays because I know you, but she goes, this play is for you. And what was the name of the play, Kyle? Uh, it was Hand to God, which was written by Robert Askins. It was up for a Tony Award uh, several years ago. Uh, and uh, you saw me perform at Eastline Theater in Wontaw, New York. And I was not only blown away. It's, it starts out where it's a church group. And all these people like are, are at church, and they're, 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 he's somebody, he's, he actually played Julie's son. And they're, they're, they're rehearsing... Uh, a, a, a puppet play they're going to do for the the church and Kyle plays the main character and his puppets just turns on him and uh, so I want to introduce his friend uh, Mr. Sal yes. Sal Manila of Fitzpatrick is that his Sal name? Sal Manila Fitzgerald oh I, I got it wrong I'm sorry Sal 
It's okay. You see, you don't have any notes there. See, I, I, I'm, I'm already... I, these things down. I'm already getting confused. I'm telling the puppet to talk into the microphone. <laughs> I don't have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm realizing <laughs> that now, Sal. Because you make the puppets come to life. And uh, I'm, I'm actually just like... I'm like nervous. I'm like, no... Tell the puppet to talk into the microphone. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that not makes... gonna look good on the cameras. Yeah, I, I understand that. Fancy cameras. I forgot because because he's a very talented, extremely talented puppeteer. Aww. And uh, I, the moment I saw him, because and he has such a young innocent face, and his characters play so, his puppets are so sick and depraved. I was uh, like, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I had to have him on because we're especially for the TV show. Now that's sort of visual. So, um, how long have you been doing puppeteering? Um... Not you, Sal. <laughs> well, let's see. I've been controlling Kyle from, you know, the hand in for quite some time now. Um, but no, I have been uh, doing puppeteering since 2012 is when I think I built my first puppet. Uh, I was still in school at uh, SUNY New Paltz at the time. Is that is that like a, a rite of ritual? Kind of like a Jedi has to build their own lightsaber, you have to build your own puppet? Um, it really depends on the puppeteer. Uh, some people just, you know, they'll buy a puppet and they'll just use that. Is that uh, is that is that like a, a taboo in the puppet world? No, because, you know, we, you know, the, you know, usually when you get into puppetry, it's usually because you got really into the Muppets. It's... You know, it's it's the it's the gateway drug into getting into puppetry as like a real art form. Either that, or you just really got some mental issues. <laughs> yeah, or you know, you just really were into David Bowie's crotch and labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those. Um, uh, and you or, know, it's usually a lot you... of disenfranchised people go with the Muppets, and so it's always a very accepting kind of place. So all of puppetry is usually very accepting, regardless of whether you build or you just perform or you write or I, however. Can you tell me how to get there? No. To Sesame have, Street? Haven't been no. there yet. <laughs> no, they... It's, it's a gated community. That's yeah. what they don't tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a security guard. Actually, there is. I, I, I stumbled upon Sesame Street once because it's filmed at Kaufman Astoria Studios right here in Queens. And... So I was, uh, I think I forgot, it might have been the, I was, uh, it wasn't the Brave one, because that was at, uh, maybe it was the Brave one, I don't know, it was like PAing on some type of thing, and, and it was like a late night, and uh, I I'd heard Sesame Street was there, so I went up and I finally, I, fa I opened up the door, and I'm like, oh my god, there's the can, there's the stoop, there's Grover, and all of a sudden I look, and the whole crew is shooting something, and they're all staring at me, <laughs> and I'm like, I took out my phone, I'm like, kachish, 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 bye! <laughs> So uh, I, I've been to, I've been to Sesame Street and it was like I just it was overwhelming just like the maybe the twenty seconds I was there. I, I, do you do you want to be on Sesame Street there, Sal? I would love to be on Sesame Street, but I feel as though I would be banned very quickly. Yeah, I think you'd be kicked out of that gated community like instantly. No, no, no. I who would be, be Who would be the first puppet you'd go after? Like, uh, which one? I'd probably go after Oscar. He's the, he's probably the one who would understand me the most. Oh, and what, you know, I could possibly hide in the trash can. Okay. Then, who, who, who would you sexually harass first? You know, I may be a lot of things, but I am not a sexual harassment. Er, it's 2019. What, what know, I, I may put my I put my put my butthole up this young man's hand, but I will not harass anyone who does not want it. Okay. What if mm. they want to like role play and get harassed? Like, are you you know, would you go for that? Hmm. That. I don't know. She's not on the show anymore. But Gina, I always thought Gina was a very attractive human being. Oh, you go for show. the humans, not even the puppets. So uh, you would nah, do that. You... All, those, all those puppets are kids. Oh, okay. So uh, you're not into the you're not into puppet puppet sexual relations. You're like human puppet sexual relations. Because uh, my friend Debbie here has a puppet, but it's in her nightstand. What's uh, <laughs> 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 happening now? Steve, who are these people? Okay, yeah, let's go. So I want to thank you. This is Kyle, everybody. He's going to be another fixture on the show. He's just going to be. He's going to jump in, and uh, Sal's going to come in, and uh, he's going to have some uh, remarks. So now it's it's time that I get to my very special bunch of guests here. Uh, I'm going to go slowly because we are going to have someone on the phone that's going to put the cherry on the Sunday. Okay, so uh, first I want to start out with Executive Chef Ignacio Leone. Say hello, everybody. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's yeah. good to see you again, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> chef, uh, he was the chef for Brunelli's for uh, the, the full time since day one to the last day. And not only was it just a fun atmosphere, but people to this day still call and tell me that they crave your damn food, which I do myself. 
I know. It's you know what? I, I still I, I tell you I miss it so much that I practice at home all the time and I always try to invite as many people to my house to just well, it's, keep eating it. It's it, just uh, it, I mean am I'm, I coming? <laughs> yeah. So I you know uh, his some of his dishes I still can't find no one ever makes it right. So sometimes I try to make it myself. Do, do you like Italian food there, Sal? Yes. Yeah, yes, I do. Well, you like Italians in general, or do you got a problem with them? <laughs> oh no, I, I love the Italians. My first girlfriend was Italian. How could you tell? Because she told me. Oh, it, was, it wasn't the mustache. You have to listen to the women, Stephen. <laughs> you sure it wasn't the mustache? Oh no no no! She 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 kept it. She kept it nice and clean. Okay, she kept it on number one, right? <laughs> so. Now, Ignacio, I have to ask. Go ahead. Can you finger a chicken? Can you make chicken fingers? I didn't think about that. That's the polite way to say it. Yes, I could, definitely. Okay. I make them from scratch. But you finger a mean chicken. So, Jans was a part of the whole crew there. We experienced so much together, and we grew up. It's weird because his daughter was born. Now she's going to college. She's 18. It's just like, ah, man, I just want to jump off a building. It's so scary, right? I mean, I remember the day that she was born and everybody came in with all these beautiful gifts and now it's 18 years later and she's on her way to college. It's, it's scary. Crazy. By, by the way, Sal, I'd be careful. Like, all these people are hardcore Italians. You, you, may, you may be in a fucking shoebox real soon. <laughs> no, it's better than the packing crate that he leaves me in. <laughs> yeah, but when you go in their shoebox, you don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> they don't poke holes in the box? No. <laughs> they put a cinder block on it. You want it in the Hudson River. Sleep with the fishes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, the next person was, uh, he started out when he was way too young. I guess we can say that now because what are they going to do? Come after us? <laughs> he, he was, uh, how old were you? Uh, everybody, Lewis, we, everybody, we call him Pool Boy. Yeah, the Pool Boy in the house. Yeah, I was 16, man. Yeah, 16, and he was involved in all sorts of messes. <laughs> yeah. He started out as a, a busboy and barback. What? Barback. Oh, is that you? I thought that was Russ. Okay, get a little closer. You sound like uh, you're coming down and fucking my, my, the back of my head. <laughs> so, uh, no, he started out as a busboy, worked his way up to uh, bartender, and yeah. uh, then became the manager. Yeah, it's true. So, a true success story. And you took that uh, experience, and you also went on and did a lot more than that. Yeah, for sure. I uh, That Brunelli's was my start. You know, loved it, fell in love with the business, and... You know, 17 years later, 18 years later, I was the director of ops for a multi-store place in the city, man. And that, that all goes back to, A, it was basically we were in restaurant boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> and that, 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 and we'll we'll explain camp. a little more when that happens uh, in, in a little bit because that person, she's, she's gonna, he's going to be on the phone in a little bit. But um, as bad as it was, you, you had to learn because you were literally in the trenches, Okay, because the place got so busy, and Russ, who ran the show, who was best f front of the house man ever, um, he had you learn, but he, you, he didn't learn because it's not like he sat down and was like, so this is what's going to happen today. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically like a life of being yelled at, beratement. <laughs> and, but, you know, and, but the only thing, here's the thing, you, you, got your, you got your ass handed to you on, on, the, on the battlefield, but once the battle went down and the, nights, the lights went down, nobody talked about what happened on the battlefield. Everybody sat around and had a couple of drinks, and we all fucking chilled out. And that was like the cool part of being working at Brunelli's. And then, then you have the other side of working, at, just not working, but uh, a regular, uh, Lewis's aunt, that's how he got the job, Ms. Debbie Capelli. Crazy Debbie Capelli. <laughs> Why does that crazy word have to go right in front of first but, syllable of yeah. my name? Now, are you attracted to uh, Debbie, Sal? Oh, I yes. <laughs> Would you like to be in her nightstand? <laughs> Only if she's in there with me. <laughs> oh, so you like being on bottom. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> He's bad. Oh, too bad that uh, it, too bad ring, Kyle ring, didn't give you yes, a no. <laughs> too bad Kyle didn't give you a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says he keeps sending away for the part. <laughs> it's let's all back order on Amazon. Oh, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so uh, Debbie was a regular there. She was there every single Wednesday. Uh. Even more so than that, your daughters worked there, your nephews worked there, and um, you were just such a. I worked there. You, yeah, did you did. really? Oh, yeah, she did. You yeah, did? Yeah. I'm glad I don't know. she filled in. You did? Oh, that's amazing. The post. I know. Well, listen, all those years of Brunelli's really fucking cut off a couple of brain cells. <laughs> we used to be afraid of Wednesdays. Yeah, no. Wednesdays were absolutely legendary. I, you know, I, damn it. I just, I wanted that. I wanted to see if I, I tried to get Antonia to call in. Uh, let me see if I can do that. But that, that would be a fun phone call to have. Uh, we, uh, 
Bernoulli's became like it was a, it got a really good reputation. The Wednesday night parties started to really take off. And then um, a very good friend of mine was uh, new, Antonia Bennett, Tony Bennett's daughter. And so, so she was like, she was kind of like lost soul at that moment in her life. She didn't know which way she wanted to go. And she came to me and she's like, Steve, I really want to start singing. But dad said, he, he doesn't, he's not sure if I'm serious and he wants to wait. And he's like, show me that you're serious. So he, so Antonia came to me and she said, I have a saxophone player and an upright bass player. Can we like come and play there? And I was like, yeah, you're Tony Bennett's daughter. Of course you can. <laughs> so, um, and she's really sweet and an awesome, amazing person. And her first gig was at Brunelli's. And uh, I don't know. I know it was you, the first. It was the first. So, right. so uh, just to up on that a little bit. So, you know, Russ had this great idea that Wednesday nights is going to be jazz night. And they mm. used to do it in the limelight. So the way you get people in is we pay the person by how many people show up. So Steve could see this, and Debbie probably knows. In the beginning, we would sit there. There'd be one person coming. Some yeah. person would come in and say, I could fill the place up. And... That, yeah, that was, well, I got, the first night, I got yelled at. Because I, I tried, called like 50 people. And then he, like, he, like maybe yeah, 15 job, came. I used to no, call no. like 50 people. Yeah, no. but then he, he brings me outside, and he shuts the door, and he goes, you know that's one less toy I can buy my son. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, Steve? Yeah, I was like, I called so many people. They all said they were coming. I swear. So, uh, but that was Russ. But like, yeah. So go on, tell them this. So, time. so then, uh, so then, you know, went on for weeks, and we were all like, this is not going to work. And then Steve brought Antonia in, and she's like, you know, I'll take care of it. And that was the first night when she showed up. We called up everybody. Steve was on the phone. We were all on the phone, and before you know it. The line was out the door. The place was jam-packed. All of a sudden, her dad walks in with yeah, three yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, It was like three weeks later, because she, she didn't want him to go the first couple weeks. Right. So three weeks later, there's Tony sitting in the, uh, on a seat watching his daughter. Do you like Tony Bennett, Sal? Yes. Uh, do, I, do I look like some kind of horrible monster? <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, a room of Italians is not really much of a other... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. Hello. I think you guys are all full of shit. You're bullshitting <laughs> like crazy over there. <laughs> well, well, hold on. I got I to gotta introduce. It's the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Russ Bernelli, everybody. <laughs> I, I can't clap. Well, yeah, that's that side. I tell you, Tony Bennett was such a nice man. And he came in, and I said to his friend, I said, he's the nicest guy. He, got a, he had a cranberry juice. He tipped the waiter $100. He goes, guess what? Last week, he goes, he said, that was the most tip he ever got. Tony said, oh, really? He goes, yeah, no, last week you gave me $200. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're just telling the story about Antonio. So then Tony comes in, and we get it in page six, and then that was it. Like, uh, But it, it turned yeah. out that like every mafioso in the world showed up the week after. Well, listen, hey, Steve, yeah. you know what? You forgot about the one nipple guitar player that you brought in. Yeah. <laughs> he started it all. Oh, wait. You oh, your friend that had one nipple. You no, he had no. Off, and then you had the crazy guy that, that used had to have the camera that he would attach to his nipples and spin around and take pictures of him. Oh, yeah. Imagine, wow. imagine, what, imagine what he could do now with all the technology. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And he'd be doing it. So, yeah. I want to know who's there. I want okay, to know who's right, there well, right we, have, we have Kyle, but he has, uh, he has a friend on his hand. And his name is Sal. Say hello to say hello to Russ, another Italian. Hello to Russ. My name is Sal, and the one with the less greeting voice is Kyle. Hello, <laughs> nice to meet you. Ah, there you go, Sal. You sound like you must be Sicilian because you sound awful tiny to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm tiny, but I'm not Sicilian. I'm Antron Fleece. <laughs> we got we got your buddy Chef Ignacio Leon. What's up, my guys? Ah, we, 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 we got your nephew, Pool Boy. Pool Boy. Pool Boy. And we got. And what about Aunt Deb? Is Aunt Aunt Deb? That's it. I'm right here, Russell. Uh, you know, Debbie came in. We've been friends for years, and Debbie came in for Thanksgiving dinner Every with the two year. daughters, the twins, yep. Yep. and the pool boy. And the pool boy. And, it, and she said, can you get my nephew a job? <laughs> I said, I'm come up right now. He got up in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner, and, and, he, and he never stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hey, working. You're still yeah. working. Russell, do you there remember you that? Remember that Thanksgiving? We, I brought him in and said, just Every come Every Thanksgiving, I remember, of course. I missed that. Wow. 
So everybody, this is Rush Brunelli that I talk about pretty much every week. I I, I just should just start a segment on this on the show called All Roads Lead to Brunelli's because <laughs> oh. at, at some point in every show, some story comes up where it leads to something that happened at your restaurant. And um, yeah. it's just, which quite a bit happened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. The red curtain. What about the red curtain? No, the curtain. Don't go behind the curtain. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Come yep. in the morning with the baby well, to get yeah. milk. So, so he was the curtain. So, you, you hear him go. Yeah. Turn right around. <laughs> so there, there was a little lounge in the back by the bar that had like three little couches, a coffee table, a uh, fugazi fireplace, and uh, so it like it it blocked off. From the restaurant, so we used to, you know, like I was telling before, I was telling the story before. I, no matter how hot it got in the in the battlefield, uh, after the after war was over, everybody sat and had a drink, and it went from there. That's right. So we, yep. We all went out afterwards, and then somehow or another, it always wound up where it was like five, six o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and we closed the giant curtain so we couldn't have any sunlight. So now you don't know. Like yeah, you know. Everybody went. It's yeah. funny. It was like, yeah, we'd go out. You go out to Bruno's like around ten o'clock, and you'd bring sunglasses. And I remember someone goes, "Why?" I'm like, "You'll understand later." Yep. Yep. <laughs> because when it's six o'clock in the morning and the sun is coming up. Well, I thought you didn't you sell the sunglasses at one time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a little. You food. were selling sunglasses behind the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I got fifty dollars a of, pair instead of packages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we would we would close the curtain, and you know I'm sure all adults can understand what was possibly going on behind that curtain. And uh, yes, everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. So, but uh, Jans Jans would have a couple of drinks, but he had kids. He'd always go home, and he lived up the block. So now we'd all be there, and we don't know what time it is. Oh. We have no idea. So then all of a sudden, you hear no. the key in the door, and everybody just their faces all drop. Freeze. What's that? We were all freeze. Of a sudden, then you hear, yeah, daddy, daddy, I want eggs. Like fuck, everybody out the back door. The kids are here. <laughs> yeah, but don't wait, Russ. Don't forget to tell her who, who was joining with you guys. My wife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry, yeah, you were coming looking for Jerry. Yeah. What about the New Year's Eve? Oh. New Year's Eve, but Mikey Star on the bar oh with his head God. going through the top to the, to the ceiling. Oh no, John Star. John, oh, John, John Star. Oh. Mikey was the John. Yeah. What about that? Johnny Treetop. They used to call him Treetop. Yeah. <laughs> Dancing on a two so, by four bar. We everybody's like it was. We were all just such a great little family, all hanging out together. And if we weren't blood related, we became related no matter what. Anyway, so a very good friend yeah. of ours who. Everybody knows is an actor, Mike Starr, and his son, John, is uh, probably about six foot six. Easy. <laughs> and, 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 the, yeah. and, and the and the distance from the bar That's to the impressive. ceiling was Not like five heels. foot. <laughs> Three feet. Three feet. He was in the first floor apartment. Yeah. So you know, as 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 respectable people do, when you get a little, you're having fun and it's a festive evening. Someone's got to get on the bar and dance. <laughs> Yeah, so John, he would just basically remove uh, the tile. Johnny the was great. You know, Johnny came in. His, his, his he was working. He was floundering. He, he come in. So Mike said, "You yeah, make him, make him a busboy." Said, "Busboy, he's tall. He's a waiter. He's over everybody." <laughs> everybody and he started to be. A, he was such a good kid, and he worked so hard. So I said, "You know what? He was the only one I could trust him if I was wrong." So he made him a manager. No, the rest great. of you guys and, forget it. And much, <laughs> yeah, but much like Pool Boy. Um, John Starr moved on to uh, like take over other restaurants, all because of your guidance. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, however Back tough, in the day. However, however, however tough it might have been. <laughs> oh, uh, my man. favorite is the chair's red. No, it's blue. I no, it's red. I said it's blue. Okay, it's blue. It's blue. It's blue. <laughs> yeah, if it's blue, it's blue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I say it's blue, uh, Sal, have you ever worked with anybody like that? Uh, <laughs> oh, is well, it the guy on your hand? Maybe. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I he he is quite like that. He's I want to go on the left hand. No, I had a picture on the right hand because I thought I'd be dexterous. <laughs> so you pain, feel yes. you feel our pain then? Is that the deal? Oh, I feel more pain because it doesn't come out. It does not leave. My life is pain. <laughs> and a little bit of it's a pleasure, you know. So I had a, 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 another person that worked here in a couple weeks ago, director, actor, writer Paul Bergazi. Mm. 
And um, he, Paulie, he, great guy. Yeah, he's doing very well, huh? Yeah, I know. Another I, one. Another he, one. He's really moving. The film's coming out like crazy. Yeah. So he was. But the one thing that he remembers specifically, and told the story on the air, is he goes, "This place is a beautiful place. It's a Italian restaurant, but they couldn't fix that fix that goddamn leak for in, in the lounge area." <laughs> 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 yeah. and, and so and everybody. So there was a AC unit in the back, up up in the ceiling. It would drip. And, yeah. and, and, and somehow or another, it could never ever. Get Clear. So at some point, when the AC got the, the pan filled up, it started dripping in the middle. There's all these people in like six six thousand dollars suits, and all of a sudden, there's like rust water dripping on their head. No, you know, the best was when we first opened, and we got these couches, the grandma couches, right? Yeah. And and the color wasn't right, so I spray painted them gold. gold. Oh, yeah. First week, everybody oh, that sat on that couch got up, but their back was full of gold. <laughs> That's I right, totally forgot about that. Oh, so uh, my favorite story about that the pan is so we're we're just about to get open and it's dripping, dripping, dripping. And Russ goes, "Oh fuck this!" And he gets a hose and he sticks the hose in there and he siphons the water, <laughs> and the water I starts coming the water. out. And wait, and then we go up and check the pan. There's a dead mouse. <laughs> there was a mouse in the pan. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah, I got that taste in my mouth now, thank you. <laughs> it kills me. Yeah, so, but there was a... So you know, we were lucky. Steve, much thanks to you, my days in the nightclub business, the friends that we had, we had the most eclectic crowd. Oh, right? yeah, You'd sure. have Absolutely. everybody from one end of the extreme to the other in that place. And I think just... Even like the regular people would come in because it became a show. Yeah, you, you show? could just sit back and watch everybody and just get a kick out of it all. Yeah, I know some people. <laughs> <just> never <laughs> a dull moment. What about hey Russell? What about that pretty flower? Oh, I love to death, Fat Gigi when he would come uh. in. Uh, we love Jeech. He was Jeech was we no. Jeech was buying your your tablecloths. Yeah, I was taking your inventory to, to other places. You're, he goes, he, you. he, he, he would come in. He go. We waiting for his girl. Wait, 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 Everybody, Daddy, got, someone explain to who I want the super best and make sure it's got all the choice stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Russ, we have to explain to people who Gigi is before we even get into any great stories about Gigi him. was a, just a wonderful guy. Uh, he got in trouble years back. Yeah, something he didn't do. And he kept his mouth shut right. and wound up doing like 27 years. 30. 30 uh, but yeah. never yeah. gave up anybody, kept his mouth quiet. So he was revered by everybody. So uh, uh, something you don't see much anymore. Has that ever happened to you, Sal? And, and <laughs> couldn't it be a nice thing. Hey, I got I had all my clothes made years ago <laughs> and my socks. <laughs> Russell, he's the only we man I know that did thirty years and came out heavier than he did when he went in. Gigi the whale. Gigi was a great man. We had and we met so many great people through him. He yeah. all kinds. He brought short. He brought Puff Daddy showing him there one day. Remember yeah. that? That, that was, was that was crazy. I'm standing. I'm he, standing. He brought Puffy in. He's sitting in the window. The bodyguards are standing at the front door. Meanwhile, the window. The guy's sitting right in the window. Right there in the window. Meanwhile, the two guys are standing at the front door. It's all brick. Yeah. <laughs> my my favorite story of Gigi is um, uh, there was this uh, that you know everybody knows that famous restaurant Rayos. If you don't, if you're not from New York City, Rayos is the most exclusive restaurant. In New York City. It's impossible to get into. There's only what six tables. Ten. Ten, Ten tables. Thank you just passed. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. You, 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 you have to. My idol. Thank you, public. People, yeah. people would uh, what? They buy the tables. You own the table, but you can't get. You can't get in there. Every celebrity goes there. And Gigi was a regular there as much as Debbie was. And, and Debbie was related to the guy Frankie Pellegrino. Anybody knows him from Goodfellas. He was on The Sopranos. So. Um, so one night, unfortunately, uh, the, the, some, the incident happens at, at uh, whatchamacallit, it happens at Rayo's, and the one guy got mad at the other guy, and he went home and got a gun, and he killed the guy right at the bar at Rayo's. And it was a big deal, it was on the news, and the next day, at the, I'm at the restaurant, and the phone rings, hey, it's Gigi. 
I said, hey, Gigi, what's up? He goes, you? what are you doing later? I said, I don't know. He goes, we're going to Rails. Shots are on the house. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 it, was, it wasn't 12 hours. <laughs> what about you? What, hey, Debbie, your girlfriend that worked there, she was such a dog. Jessica, you still keep Of course. Oh, oh Je Jessica stopped working there. Right before Frankie passed away, which is two years ago, so about two years, oh, about yeah. a, a good six months before he passed away, uh, she was yeah. there for twenty years. The same people, Tommy, God bless. Mikey, yeah, we had, you, well, you two came in together. I would put my head down, take a deep breath. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those nights. Oh yeah. Yes. Right? At, the, at, the wait, end, at the end of one of those nights, yeah. that was where Russ was yeah, sitting there playing wait, the Russ, harmonica, <laughs> blowing bubbles in his vodka. Oh, yeah. Ooh, bubbles! bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did the Wednesday nights. I did because they became legendary. But I did that because you work so much. Seven days a week. It's not seven days a week. Wait. It's thirty days a month. Then yep. it becomes sixty days, ninety days. So I needed a night out. <laughs> so I'm thinking, what the fuck? I'll do it myself. <laughs> yeah. and, and so it's Wednesday became my night out. You guys. Was supposed to be working, but you were getting more havoc than I was. Oh God! Right, I was trying to get so mad. I'd be like, "Yo, tonight's my night to get mad." Louis, remember Bubbles? Oh, he says hi. <laughs> 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 Wait, so Yon, go ahead, Yon, say something. No, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say about with, um, with the shooting. It turned out that the guy who did the shooting was my father's best man in the wedding. Oh, get out of here. Oh, my God. <laughs> wasn't that, wasn't that Frankie Ash? Oh, I thought it was Frankie Ashtray. It, it was not. <laughs> it was Louis DeLong. The guy that got killed was one of my best friends. Right, that was, uh, that's that right. Was, that was a really Yeah, crazy Louis. Scene. Yeah, Louis DeLong. Louis, Louis DeLong. DeLong. He, yeah. was, he, was at, he was at the bar the Sunday before he did it. He was having drinks with me at the bar. And then all of a sudden I see him in the paper. I'm like, that's Louis DeLong. <laughs> What, you know, you know what's funny? All these mafia names and stuff. My favorite is and John's. This is the truth. Joey Ashtray oh, had. Joey, well, we were there that yeah. night. No. And Did then we... you had, <laughs> and then you had the the actors, Paulie's guys, that were actors, but they look like the biggest thugs in the world. Yes. And one night I'm standing there. There's two guys, one on either side of the door, and they don't move. And you know the place wasn't that big. No, was sixty five people. You know, I'm looking around. I keep seeing these. Can I get you guys anything you want to take? Well, no, we're okay. All right, I walk around. They got, they're still standing, one on either side. Are you guys all right? No, we're all right. The whole night goes by. I got, my, I got one eye looking over my shoulder the whole freaking night. I turn around. Finally, at the end, the guy goes, you know, you, Mike Stark comes here, right? <laughs> I go, yeah. You know, yeah, we're actors. We're waiting to see Mike. Uh, I had my eye looking over my shoulder the whole time you were yeah, here. You got the part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then oh. we had, and then, of course, all the Soprano guys. They were so good. Gandolfini all the time. The, uh, you know, uh, Federico and Christopher. We had so much fun with them. Even Steve Buscemi the, uh, came a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. Yes. Steve Buscemi yeah, was a, a nice show. crew going on. And then, and then, and then the music guys. How about Rod Stewart? When he, guy, people didn't think it was Rod. They thought it was something. He was singing in the restaurant that one night. Everybody that's was singing along. Yeah, and then he didn't tip. Fucking cheap bastard. Yeah, that's, that's, that, <laughs> well, that I don't know. Yeah. The song was the tip. Wait, oh, yeah. I know I got, I know Wait, I got that in the paper yeah. for a week and we wrote that ride. Did, yeah. Didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't he go in the bathroom after with uh, Gigi, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the major, the major I bathroom? I the bathroom, Yeah. <laughs> the Brunelli's bathroom was just one toilet. One little sink. It was it was it was bigger than a dorm room toilet. I smaller than a dorm room toilet. It had all these mirrors around there. Oh god! And I just remember that my grandmother had like came there one time. She had three Baileys. It was like more than anything. The restaurant's just starting. To, just everybody's just settling down. It was my parents' 30th anniversary. We had the head table. It was just starting to fill up. It was almost full and it was quiet. And my grandmother comes out of the bathroom. This sweet old Irish lady. And she goes, "Ooh, with all those mirrors in there, you can check and see if your wrist is clean." <laughs> <laughs> and the whole restaurant just fucking busted out laughing. She goes, Ooh, did I say that too loud? <laughs> the bathroom. The, bathroom. Yeah, the, the bathroom was like the clown car. Yeah, it oh, was. Uh, insane. You fit 14 people in the bathroom. 14. At Bernelli's, we did. I mean, wow. actually, you would have to yeah. wait for 16 to come out yeah. and then you would get in. Yeah. Well, well, Sal wants to know uh, why. The line, the bathroom line. The bathroom line. Russ, Sal wants to know why. Why? The, because of the mirrors. Yeah, everybody like to look at themselves at the same time. They come, you open up the door, they come out of that bathroom like a clown car. Yeah. Fifteen people be piling out of the toilet. Right, right. It's it's not not Russ, hold on. I I like can't a clown imagine car at the circus. Hold on. I can't imagine wanting, you know, having all those mirrors and then wanting to watch oneself 
go to the bathroom. I mean, you know, I get that everyone's into a lot of crazy shit these days, but, you know, why would you want to just watch, you know, who needs that many mirrors when you just, when you're making? <laughs> Sal, you know, Sal, one man's roof's another man's floor. I guess, you know, you know the, the people who make mirrors, I'm sure they're not complaining about people wanting to watch themselves make in the bathroom. I actually, in the men's room, I put that little mirror that said objects appear closer than they see. Yeah. So everybody was happy to go to the toilet. It was a men's yeah. room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was when the trannies started coming. <laughs> oh my god! I almost had Michelle on. She had. She said. She said that uh, she was like, "I'll come," and then she goes, "I got all these girls. We're going to a convention in Austin, Texas. You, you know what it's like to get these like, these bitches together. I can't. I can't make it." <laughs> that is so. Funny. Yeah, we had. Uh, there was a bunch of transvestites oh. that used to hang out. There were a lot of fun. Michelle and Grandma were like the head trannies, I guess you would call them. Yeah, for uh, real. They came like every Wednesday. Yeah. And they were a lot of fun, but um, so that but but Michelle, you know, my she, beautiful she, transvestite sister. Yeah. Yes. So Michelle would always put on this voice. Ah, how you doing? Oh, it's so nice to meet you. And uh, oh, who's calling? It's Grillo. Oh, Grillo, what you want? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was my it was my ex it was my ex wife's birthday, and it, we had like thirty people at the table, and they were there, and they go goodbye everybody, goodbye. We have to go. We got to start the party. I hope you all come. Bye, bye, Maureen. I'll give you your present later. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, I, I, that's why I love Grillo. Hi, who's this? Grillo, what you want, Grillo? <laughs> so, so Ro, 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 Ross, you got to tell the story about it stuck in my throat. Oh, God. I remember that. <laughs> this is one of my favorite stories. I got the little bus boy comes running over to me. He said, Russ, something's wrong with Michelle in the bathroom. There's a problem. I say, excuse me, excuse me. I passed by the snow. People waiting on line. I open up the door. I go, you all right? She goes, something's stuck in your throat. I smack her in the back. Stuck in my throat. I can't get it out. I smack her again. Stuck in my throat. can't get it out. And all of a sudden, a big piece of steak comes out. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, Rose. Thank you. I walk up the door. I walk out. The 15 people on line, they all turn their face. They look the other way. They don't want to look at me. What's going on? Then I realized they saw me go in the bathroom with Michelle, and all they hear is, it's stuck in my throat. can't get it out. Oh, my God. That's so God. Yeah, so I, I, I almost had her. I almost had her in, and she just, like, literally at 3.30, she bailed. So, but, uh, but this is like, so I always tell the story about how, you know, there was that Bugs Bunny cartoon where if you have a mouse, you get a cat to get rid of the mouse. And then if you have a, a, the cat problem now, you get a dog, but now the dog's a problem, then what do you, you know, it keeps going on. So if you have people like, say that are like, uh, you know, uh, in dark suits and they're Italian and they're not exactly legitimate businessmen and they won't leave or pay a tab, how do you get them to leave the restaurant? Oh, you're bringing a bunch of trannies. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, oh, what the fuck happened to Brunelli's over here? The girl's sitting on my lap. She got a dick. She don't got a dick. What the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, we had some time. Oh, great time. Uh, needless to say, they didn't come back. But I was saving this story for last because maybe this is possibly the sickest story that we all have to tell, that we all shared in. And it, it started out where I was working at a, a nightclub called the Tiki Room. And and it was a weird night. All of a sudden, they had this new policy where you couldn't put your uh, you couldn't put your credit card down without a driver's license. And I, I was like, whatever. So I hear the other bartender arguing with this guy, and this guy's going, you know. I'm here with like 20 people and you're not going to like let me start a tab and he's like no driver's license no tab he goes but this is the John Edwards show and then we, we, we start taping to, like on Monday and this is what ta I'm taking like I went whoa 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 now Ignacio has always told me I want to go on the John Edwards show I want to go on the John Edwards show and for those who don't remember John Edwards is a psychic and it's very controversial that, that, uh, he's a psychic he talks to dead people medium medium <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, but just go on. I'll, I'll follow so, along. I want you to listen to everything, and then I want to hear what you think at the end of this story. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sal. So, I, I Ignacio has always wanted to go. I've heard him for years. I want to go on the show. I want to go on the show. We would watch. We would watch the show every day because yeah. it was on at three o'clock. Yep. So it was between lunch and dinner. Me and Jan mm -hmm. sit at the bar. We'd watch the show every day. 
So if anybody, Yans is uh, Ignacio's nickname. So if if you hear Ignacio, Yan, Yan, Yans, that's Ignacio. Um, So I, he he always said he wanted to go on. Russ, you were a fan. You read his books, and so now we we go huge fan. So so I, I get tickets. Right, I go to the guy. I go. I, 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 don't worry about your driver's license. Give me the credit card. Uh, can you get me tickets? He goes. Look, it's it's today's Friday. He goes. I will have tickets delivered to you. Four tickets for Tuesday. We're two, they were taping on Tuesday. He goes. We're taping our first show on Tuesday. We got a brand new set. We got couches now. So because John wants to pull people out of the audience, and uh, so um, we we were uh, going. And I so, I, so the, the kid actually sends me four tickets. So of course Ignacio was first on my list. I wanted to bring you Russ, and I was going to bring my aunt Maureen. And you know, I I figured with the, Jan's he's a, he's at a funeral twice a week <laughs> for twenty years since I've known him. And I, I, Jan's, where are you going? To Rockland. I said, who died now? That's how my kids know Rockland. That's yeah, it. yeah. So I figured if anybody, if any dead people are going to come to, it's going to be him. But they're going to probably have to get a bouncer. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> uh, so, I, so I get the tickets, and then all of a sudden, last minute, Russ backs out. I don't want to go. So I, I, I called my cousin Rob, and my cousin I Rob... I couldn't go because I had come back from a vacation. I, I, somebody had to run the show. So Yaji, of course, you... You took your sister and who? No, my Maureen? aunt Mo and my cousin, cousin? my cousin Rob. So at, you know, and at that point, right. my, my grandmother's at home on hospice. She's, she's basically dying. It's going to be any like minute now. Um, so... I go and we go on the show and Jan's just had a hernia operation. He's like, he's all doped up on Percocet. Couldn't walk. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't even walk. walk. He was taking his baby steps. He literally had a hernia operation the day before or something like that. So he's like, so we told the lady and she put us like in the middle about three rows up. So we're all sitting there and he's he goes with one person, then he goes with another person, and then he he starts saying this shit and Jan's like elbows he's standing, me. Well, he, yeah. he, so he's standing right. You, you, in front you tell of, about, okay. so, so he's standing right in front of me and Steve and and his cousin. And I'm, I'm all doped up, so I'm like in a different world. <laughs> and I'm like, this is great, I'm just having a good time. And he's standing in front of me and he goes, right here, right here, I see a guy committing suicide. I see, and he's talking about, you know, the double name and, and, and going on and on. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there. No, he pokes me in the ribs. <laughs> and he goes like. I go, I go, Steve, I think they're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, well, what do you mean? And he says something, he says something else about your nephew or something. Like, oh, no, he was saying about my cousin yeah. Joe. He said, you know, and there was no suicide note. And, and, um, and he said, and something about, um, oh, no, the water. Yeah, it, uh, something about the water. So I said. So he goes to me. He goes. There's another thing. I go. Raise your fucking hand. <laughs> so, so I go. On, I, I, raise, I raise my hand and I go, John. I think it's me. And he goes, Why? And I go, Well, I go. My cousin Joe committed suicide on on the day you're talking about. And my name is. And he goes, Come up on stage with me now. No, no. He goes. He goes first. He says. Oh, yeah. I never forget. He goes. I don't know. They're telling me cornucopia. Oh, when I see when I when they when I think of cornucopia, I think of food. What a connection do you have with food? And he goes, Jan's is all dope up. He goes, I'm a chef. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he paused, he said, Who are you with? And he goes, These three people right here. And he was like, hmm, hmm, this is con-. He goes, You know what? Why don't you guys go sit on the couch? Yeah. And so we were the first people ever to sit on this couch on the John Edward show. And it was it, it was such so, an experience. And you know when they say, remember like the sixth sense and you're watching the sixth sense, and every time the dead people around it got fucking cold. I got on that couch and I was freezing. I, I wish my I'm, I'm so <laughs> mad at my mother because I, I lent her the tape so she could show a goddamn Yenta friends and she never gave it back to me. Okay. So now I'm 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 freezing on the couch. If you saw I, I took a pillow and I'm shivering underneath the pillow. So he was with you. Your mother. But this was this was the so, thing, this was the catch that made us really believe. So he goes, he goes, you know, I have um, you know, I, I see I see black in the lungs, you know, and I see um a lady, and um she wants to talk to you, and it's your mother, and I go, it's got to be my mother, and she goes, she goes, she wants to say congratulations on your new baby daughter, and my daughter wasn't even born yet, and my mother's been dead, you know, oh no, my daughter was yeah, just born, yeah, yeah, my daughter was just born, oh, and my uh-huh. mother's been dead. 10, 15 years before that. So I was like, now the tears are starting to come out. Yeah, I know. And I know so he's with, he's with Jans for a while and about the pictures and your mom says she sees the pictures she wants you to know because it was the pictures of his kids and she, she sees them, she's with them and then all of a sudden he goes, there's someone else here and he had a hard time. He said something about music and music and music and I'm like trying to think like Aunt Mo played, she was musical and she introduced me to music you know, and it didn't make any sense. He goes, now they're telling me an incomplete statue. <laughs> 
and I'm like an incomplete statue. What the, the hell does that mean? Incomplete statue. So now, anyway, yep. when, the, when Dave, when Brunelli's first opened up, a very good friend of Russ's, uh, Norma, gave. She was very into angels. Everything was about angels, angels. So she gave Russ an angel, a little gold angel, because Brunelli's was golden blue. Mm-hmm. So it was a little golden angel, and Russ put it on this little like partition that we had, and it fell off, and the wing broke, and you said what? Well, Norma had given me years ago, before, a, a little guardian angel that you put on your lapel. And when I looked down at the guardian angel, the wing was broken off. And she said, oh, get out, take it off. I said, that must mean something. So I always had that broken wing angel. And then when she gave me the angel and the next day the wing fell off, I'm like, this is something, Norm. I'm keeping this. And it became yeah. like a mascot, right? For the, yeah, but you also used to say it the belly for food. Yeah. But you yeah, always said... Then, you, well, you always said, it figures, my garden angel's got a broken wing. Russell. <laughs> got a broken wing, yeah. Russell. Yeah. And I then have, it, I have to tell you, I can tell you now, I guess, I stole one of those small angels. <laughs> <laughs> the gold one. Yes. I stole. I got, went right into my bag. And the wing is broke. Well, it broke. Keep, yeah, they were everywhere. They were yeah. everywhere. I still have it in my kitchen. So so now John uh, Edwards John Edwards say that you know, the incomplete statue and I I turn to Jan's, I go, Jan's. Russ. The angel statue <laughs> at the, the restaurant. And and he as soon as I said that, John Edwards goes, Was someone else supposed to be here today? I go, Yeah, Russell. <laughs> and he goes, Get Russell on the phone. Now at the best. And uh, so I go, Wait, 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 wait. You called me up, I was at work. Yeah. You so, called me up, I was doing lunch by myself. I I at work. You call me up. I go, how's it going at the show? <laughs> go, John, John Edwards wants to talk to you. I go, come on. No, you cursed. You cursed. You cursed. You go, you said bullfucking shit. <laughs> and John Edwards was like, Russ, you're on the air. Please don't curse. And you, 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 you knew right away it was him. And you go, Ooh, and then he got I'm on the so phone. sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then he starts hitting me. He goes, there's something about your father. There's a cup of coffee. And and the man you had, my father, with a cup of coffee. We bonded over coffee, my dad and I, always. We always had coffee in the morning. There was this thing, have all kinds of coffee. So now he's telling me all this stuff. Okay. It's, you know, your parents came through, your father's watching over you. And I'm crying like a baby. <laughs> and this lady is... is the snap bubbles coming out of my nose. See, and this lady is having lunch, and she's like annoyed that I'm talking. I'm so excited. I don't give a shit. And the snap bubbles are coming out of my nose, and the lady said, "Can you keep it down?" I go, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> so, and now, right? so he got the, the cup of coffee. That the, was just one of the most magnificent to this day of my life. Oh, that's yeah, the, the most amazing thing. The cup yeah. of coffee. Um, your dad's superimposed picture on the back. Yep. Um, right. The music, that's what he was talking about, music. So all these things, your dad was coming through John Edwards and telling all the stuff that he sees. And, that, you know, and, then, and then you remember, yeah. he, talked about, he talked about the pictures in the, in the lobby. As soon as we walked in, you remember you had the all the pictures. The family, you had all right? the pictures of the yep. family. You know, and then it gets to Norma. This is where you have to talk about with the, the, the clock. Remember? Look at look at the clock. No, 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 hold on. I remember this. I remember this story to a T. So let me tell it because it started to wind down. He was winding down, and then I remember the look on John Edwards' face because he goes, and he's like shaking his head, shaking his head. He goes, okay, now. What, no, what John Edwards has no idea is the fact that Russ was sitting on the couch in the back in that little lounge I had been talking about, right. and he was facing outside the restaurant. Now, outside the restaurant, miraculously, um, a, a weird telephone booth <laughs> popped up, considering it's York Avenue, <laughs> and his three telephone booths already on the corner. Some fancy, no-name telephone booth that happened to probably have some surveillance equipment in it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> you, you think? Consider it's like looking in the window at Brunelli's. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a little to the right if you were looking straight out the restaurant and John Edwards right. goes Russ right now where you're sitting first of all I don't fuck to know how does he know where he's sitting okay and I remember going he goes look for, look straight forward at the 2 o'clock and in my head I went 2 o'clock that's the phone booth how does he know where the phone booth is <laughs> and now Russ you, you had told the story that well, you, no you never told the story that in the in the, the top of the phone booth was like, like, like you know like a stainless steel and there was a dent in the top of the phone booth, in the metal. Right. And the way the light reflected around the dent looked like what? A cross. 
Russell. Russ, what was it? You remember? I know what it is. I want him to yeah. say it. Yeah. Look, looked like the Virgin Mary. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> not Norma only just the Virgin Mary. It was would come in the afternoons, and the only people that knew about that were me and Norma. But and we would look at this phone booth and say, "The Virgin Mary is here today." Yeah, Norma, there she is. There was an image there in the phone booth. And it was it was a little thing we tell baby yards. I told John. No, you didn't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I would tell. Uh, I forgot. Maybe maybe cousin Maddie. Hey, yeah, yeah. You okay? He would laugh at me. Okay, yeah, sure. And then but, every week, Norma would come because she did the books too. So she would come yeah. and do the books for us. And then she would look and she go, "Yep, yeah, she's watching over us today." So and jo- that's when John Edwards said, "Look at look at straight ahead." I think he said eleven. No, o'clock two o'clock. Position. He no, said two, two o'clock. o'clock. Two o'clock. Two o'clock, yeah. two o'clock position. Look at the two o'clock position, and you and I'm like, well, "What are you talking about, clock? There's no clock." <laughs> and then if you look at two o'clock, and there's the there's the the phone booth and the metal, and you look at the outline, and it looked exactly like the Virgin Mary. And there it was, and and he said, "This is your father showing you that he's watching. He sent yeah. this image to wild? you." That's when I really lost it. Right. So, it, it, it gets I, you, you, so I go, you don't know what you said. Yeah, you yelled at him. Then you know you hung up the phone. You, you don't know what you just said. <laughs> Click, and you were like, man. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm like yelling at him. That became a two-part episode. Yeah, it was right. a two. They came yeah, with cameras came to the restaurant. They filmed the phone booth. They came to Brunelli's. Here's what I'm going to make everybody's, whoever's listening right now, Kyle and Sal, this is where your hair is going to stand on the end. So I mentioned earlier earlier that my grandmother was at home dying of cancer okay and it was the last time i went to go see her alive okay so she's in the bed and my three aunts are downstairs and i came over just to sit because they said steve you better come over and have grandma time i said okay i'm coming so I came up, and I sat down the bed next to Grandma, and I had the TV, and she's watching Wheel of Fortune, which I hate because I can't spell, and I never get any of the fucking puzzles. So, but she loved it. She's sitting there, and she, like, she sucked it all. She goes, hi, how are you? I go, hey, Grandma, what's going on? How are you? She goes, nothing else. I said, you know, we went on that John Edwards show. She goes, I heard, I heard. I said, you know, none of our family came, none of our family came through because they're sitting here, and they're hanging out with you. She goes, yeah, I know. And then I turned around and I looked at the TV and the puzzle on Wheel of Fortune was crossing over with John Edwards. Wow. My hand to God. My hand to God. I go, Grandma, look. And she goes, and she started shaking her head with like a twisted smile on her face. And then I go, oh my God, oh my God. And my three aunts downstairs think my grandmother's dying. And they come running up the stairs, Mom, no. And me and Grandma are staring at the TV going, holy shit. And uh, so that, that was the last time I spoke with my grandmother. And I know everybody was there waiting for her because that's what happens. They come and they know you're going to die. They come and wait for you. So she yeah. did, because before she died, she said, who was the guy in the blue suit that was in the room? And they were, they were like, blue suit? She goes, yeah, he had a blue suit and a hat. They go, Mom, no one's in the house. My grandfather was a cop. Oh, yeah. So, like, she was, yeah. So, like, it was like, they're like, what about the, the, all the bubbles, all the bubbles? They go, Mom, what are you talking about? There's no bubbles here. Told the next door neighbor, well, she's talking about bubbles. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, what? He goes, before they, the people that owned the house before your mother and father, they live next door. Oh no, they li- they lived in the house. They used to do wash for the laundry. They were always in the back with a big bo- a, a, a tub of bubbles. So okay, okay. Now Sal and Kyle, I want you to add, I want you to add on after you heard that amazing story. Um, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big hey, believer Steve, in this. I, I got my next appointment coming in. Okay, and Russ, I we we love you very much. Love you guys, continued success with your show. Huh? Thank you. I know you're one of my biggest fans. Love you, Russell. I am. Talk soon. Love yeah. to you, Russell. I, I want to say something about. I'll the... be waiting for you guys out here in Cali. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Plug, plug the ranch house. I'll put a curtain up. I'll put a curtain up if you're coming. Plug, oh, plug the ranch house, Russ. At the ranch house in Ohio. Come on by. Say hi. <laughs> Mention Tula's name. I'll buy you a drink. There you go. <laughs> it's, a, it's an amazing restaurant. Really, really amazing. So, all right, cool. I'll, all right, I'll, guys. I'll go God bless. All right, Sal. All right. So, I'll start off by saying. Kyle and I are not big believers in the supernatural. It's just uh, something, you know, it was, um, I don't know, I, I believe in science and logic and reason and evidence. And so, you know, a lot of what you were saying, it seemed like John Edwards was being very general, and then you just filled in the blanks. Okay. For instance, 
No. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously, I don't want to, you know, take away anything. You know, I know that, you know, he has helped give it, and other psychics have given people a lot of closure and help, and that's wonderful. <laughs> that's great. I don't want to negate anybody's beliefs. This is just how I believe. But you got a human's hand up your ass. Yeah, and I'm fully aware of that. I'm fully aware that I only exist because of the human hand inside of me. I know that there's no magic going on here. It's, it's science. It's physics. It's logic. Sal, what uh, what Steve forgot to mention was that was at 9 a.m. right after they pulled back that red curtain that we would all hide behind. <laughs> yeah, it might have been supernatural. You might be right. <laughs> I think you might be right. But the one thing I wanted to say about finishing off was that how long do we ride that wave? <laughs> oh, yeah. We had people coming in from Canada to check out fucking the Virgin Mary in the phone booth. <laughs> when a couple, we, would come, we would come into work the next morning, and the phone booth would be filled with flowers. And yeah. You know, and then people would come in from all over, and they'd say, can I speak to Ignacio? I have to yeah. hear the story. Yeah. And I'd sit down with everybody to yeah. tell that story over and over. Because it was reruns. Yeah. So it was, like, <laughs> it was like their favorite story, but it was like their favorite episode to play. But I don't know. I just... Uh, I, if you don't experience it yourself, you right. everybody. And then I remember, I guess someone called in to Howard one day, and they were like, "Grillo was on John Edwards." He goes, "Well, figures he'd be on John Edwards. He'd be stupid enough to blame all that shit." And I'm like, well, "Stupid enough, you know? I, let it happen to you, right. motherfucker." I right. believe, and I have my own medium. Do you really? It's fantastic. Oh yes. Really? Oh yeah. I'm sure you must have a lot of conversations with people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, and she's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I believe that. I believe in them, Sal. I'm sorry, no, honey. It, it's okay. Everyone's entitled to believe their own thing as but long you as still it's not have hurting a, anybody. You still have a hand. You're sitting on a hand. I do. I do. <laughs> and maybe you could, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't nice don't be a brown nose. A nice... Oh, no, talk about my, four my four-fingered hand. <laughs> oh, look at that. You're adorable, Sal. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, that, that looks like that the, the shocker right there. <laughs> Two in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> oh, man. So well, everybody, uh, go around and tell your favorite Brunelli story. I have never been to Benelli's, so therefore I guess this you just, you, would be my favorite Benelli's story. Oh, yeah, there you go. Being here learning about it. Okay. It sounds yeah. like cheers, so, like I mean, Italian cheers. Yeah. Chindan. I guess, I guess I think mine was the one with Gigi and uh, Giuliani. When uh, so so Gigi comes out and um, we're doing his um, acquittal come out party and you got all the families from all over that came to say congratulations to him. And Giuliani you know, was notorious; he put everybody away. And Giuliani yeah. put Gigi away. Yeah. I guess he was part of that whole crew. So all of a sudden, Giuliani walks in with his uh, girlfriend at the time, Judith Nathan, and his dietitian. And he walks over and he's like, "Hey, Ignacio, you know whatever," because I did so. The way I knew him was I did a lot of functions at Gracie Mansion. So he knew, and I always said that I had the best pasta vizool, and he said, one day I'm going to come in and try it. So he came in that day, and um, I go over, and I sit him down, and I'm like, you know, he goes, I got to try the pasta vizool, and I walk away, and uh, Gigi calls, and he goes, is that my buddy, Rudy? (laughs) And I go, yeah, Gigi. He goes, I need to go over there and say hello to him. And I was like, oh, I go, Gigi, do you really want to? He goes, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. So... He gets up, he walks over, and now, like I said, Rudy's there with his girlfriend, and he goes, hey, Rudy. And uh, Rudy looks up and he goes, hey, Gigi, how are you? Yeah. He goes, I just wanted to say hi, and yeah, I'll, I'll let you eat now. And he walks away, and I was like, oh, my God. Only in Brunelli's that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite, <clears throat> Joe Pepitone. Oh. So, so Joe Pepitone is, is uh, my cousin Gigi's best friend. And actually, Joe you know, Pepitone was a member of the Yankees. Yeah. Correct. With well, the nice he, hair. He cut yeah. with the hair. Lampshade head. Lampshade head. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in, sits down, and of course I'm sitting with Gigi, and nobody was already allowed to come over, talk to me and Gigi when we were sitting there. We're sitting there, and he would just give them a dirty look, like when they, someone would go to walk over, and they'd stop in the middle of the aisle, like, and turn around and walk away because they were mortified because they know <laughs> give them a dirty look. So we're sitting there, and he tells me uh, he wa- he wanted me to talk to Joe. I said I want to talk to Joe. Yeah, no, come on, cause sit. I said no, I don't want to talk to Joe. He goes, all right, do me a favor, go to Jilly's and get the guys from Jilly's. Use Joe's lim- limo. I said, I'm how am I doing that? Uh, cause I'm not going back. He goes, no, just take Joe's limo. I get in a limousine, which I have to tell you, cause I'm not a limo. I'm crazy for limos. I'd rather get in a black black car, but no. This was one of the best limousines I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> I was like Arthur. I had to get in it. 
It was two blocks long, and I had to go to Jilly's and pick up those guys and bring them back over for, for Gigi because he wanted to make sure they got to Brunelli's on time. Oh. Joe Pepitone told me the story I, real quick because uh, we got to start wrapping it up. Uh, but he said that uh, he, he played during the time of Mickey Mantle, and Mickey Mantle took him out one night, and they were in like Detroit or something or someplace, and they, they, he goes, we, we drank all night long, and then we, we got to the... To the bus and the bus left us. So Mickey hires a, a limo and we drink a bottle of vodka in the limo after drinking all night long. He goes, I get out of the fucking the limo, I fall on my face, I can't get up. Mickey goes into the locker room, puts on his uniform, first and he's the first that bat hits a home run. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, that, that, that was Mickey. That was Mickey. I was like, wow, I got to hear a real Mickey Mantle real story. That's, That's so great. cool. That's Pool boy, real quick, let's, let's get a real uh yeah, a no, fun that, Bernelli story. The uh yeah, talk about Russ Bernelli boot camp, right? I remember it was my first day there. I think it might have yeah. been. You came with me the, out with me, and I just threw him behind the bar. Yeah, yeah the first first Wednesday I was there. I remember I was 16 years old. You could do it. Whatever, running around, <laughs> busting my ass. I, it, it was a wild night in there. So long story short, I'm bringing uh, glasses back to the uh, to the dishwasher or whatever the hell was going on. And you walk outside of the kitchen, and you had all the glasses there. And I think I dropped a whole rack of glasses, <laughs> or like two or three glasses on a tray. But I freaked out, and I froze. And I'm like, oh, shit, I just dropped three glasses. It's my first day, and I'm freaking out. And Russ, as usual, Russ hammered nuts. He's going, don't worry about the fucking glass. I'm like, what do you mean, don't worry about the glass? I'm standing there on the front, remember? And I, 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 I do remember that. The room. He goes, don't worry about the fucking glass. And I'm looking at him, I'm going, Russ, what, what do you mean, don't worry about the glass? This maniac rips every single glass off the whole rack of glasses, breaks 500 glasses all over the whole restaurant. He goes, don't worry about the fucking glass. Get back to work. I said, no, I'm sorry. And, and one left, I still tell that story to yeah. some of my guys today. Mine was, uh, we, had, there was uh, we didn't mention him or whatever. I tried to get him on the show. Was uh, this waiter Gus? That oh, used to work with us. Gustavo. <laughs> Gustavo. Yeah, this is Gus. I go to Porchester tonight. You know, I go see my cousin Ruben. You know, cousin Ruben. He got money. You know, cousin Ruben, cousin Ruben pay for everything. So then we go to, you know, we go we go to the whorehouse afterwards. You know, get that nice thing. So I start having sex with the girl. She starts talking. To her. So I decide to stick it in her ass, and she starts screaming. She throw me out. Gus, why didn't you start with a pinky? Grillo, you're right. I should start with pinky. Oh my god. So Gus. Was uh, he? He was a one, he still is a wonderful, Love great, him. lovable person. The worst waiter in the world. Yeah. Okay. Worst. Ah, okay. But, but your fa your favorite waiter, just because you love him. But it, like, as far as getting your order right, never. Or your drink on time, just never. So <laughs> Gus, never. Gus would like to go and he would sneak plates. Like if you didn't, if you didn't, if you didn't eat all your filet mignon or your, your veal chop, Gus would hide it someplace and eat it, <laughs> eat, it eat it for dinner during a shift when it's like there's like you know there's 18 orders on the thing and he'd hide it. So he caught him once and Russ screamed at him and he caught him a second time and Russ was just he was livid. It was like it was the and he shoved Gus oh, and God. Gus yeah. went backwards and all the pots and pans are hanging and he hits the pots and pans and they all fall on top of him and Gus is on the floor and, and it was just like it was like ding, 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 ding. and it was like a dramatic pause for like five seconds. Dink! <laughs> so this really was just Italian cheese. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A thousand glasses falling. Yeah. Pots and pans. What about the comedic timing? Yeah. Right. Not, so that that, that was my happen. favorite favorite uh, Gus moment. And then he's like, so he went, I'm going to cops, and he like ran out the back door. I'm going to cops on you, Russ. Oh, he was the best. So he's still. He, he wanted to come down. He could. He's working at a place up in Porchester. 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 Yeah. I'm still talking to myself. He's the best. Yeah, so he's he's a wonderful human being, a very talented musician. So, okay, everybody, if anybody's got something to plug, we've got to wrap it out. We're a little long, but I don't mind because the stories are great. No one's going to tune out. We don't have any restrictions here other than the fact that they're being nice and letting us use this studio at Pro Media and Hangar Studios. Uh, Jans, you want to plug anything? Are you are any social media or nothing? You're no, good? No, I'm good. I'm good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, they're Italians. I don't want you to know nothing. <laughs> social media, fuck you. <laughs> Facebook, get out of here. <laughs> Louie, uh, what, what about you? What are you, what are you working? You're bartending where? Yeah, I'm over at Haswell Greens. Uh, it's a great little place on uh, 50... Little? It's gigantic. Yeah, it's true. It's on 52nd Watch and 8th. A lot of fun. Uh, live music all the time. Just uh, One good, night you're good there. Good place. Yeah. 
Come check, uh, come check out Pool Boy, girls. He's a handsome boy. Pool Boy. <laughs> Just come in and ask for Pool Boy. You'll buy a drink. <laughs> Miss Debbie Capelli, Crazy Debbie, what's up? Oh, so while I'm doing, um, I'm restaurant managing on this on a little bit, and I'm getting right into real estate. Okay. So oh, I'm real estate. There you go. Pursue my real estate. Okay. I'm gonna die doing real estate. Cool. Good for you. <laughs> I don't want to die doing it. I yeah. <laughs> Kyle, look, uh, probably, uh, you want to you want to book uh, Kyle for your your son's uh, bar mitzvah? <laughs> no, Kyle's very talented. Uh, go ahead. Uh, where's your, what's your social media? Where can people follow you? Um, my only real social media for everybody out there is uh, Instagram K Mahoney Puppets. Just the letter K M A H O N E Y Puppets, as in more than one. Okay, he is very good. Uh, his, I, I follow him. A lot. He's he's a lot of fun to follow. Can I plug in Capelli's Beauty? Yeah, Instagram? of course, absolutely. It's my daughter, Erica, medical esthetician. Off the hook, Capelli's Beauty, Instagram. Okay, uh, I'm Steve Gorilla on Instagram. You can follow me there. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Steve Gorilla, as in what Howard used to call me. And uh, Facebook, I'm kind of tapped out. i got to start a fan page. But uh, Twitter is Steve Gorilla and uh, Grillo Vader. No, Grillo Vader on in Instagram. And um, so uh, i got to thank... Uh, oh, you got something else to say there, Sal, before, we, uh, before I do the plugs? Sheepskin fish livers. Okay. <laughs> that's all I got. I, I, got, I love it. <laughs> that's, not, that's what I wanted. So uh, we have to, uh, it, 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 the clock is ticking. F Sharp Management is going to do your taxes and you are going to be very happy because you're going to contact Richard at Prinzy.com, F Sharp Tax Management. Save me, they can save you. And I'm telling you, if you're especially if you're in the entertainment business, they specialize in that. They they're good at everything they do. But like I'm, you know, me in the entertainment business, working with Bright Shot and everything. Uh, they they there's a different way that they do taxes. And he helped me with my taxes, and he got me the proper. Uh, he got my taxes fixed. I was in a lot a lot of trouble. And thank God for Richard Prinzi and everybody at F Sharp Tax Management. I love them. Go to them soon because you are going to get screwed. They, and they will also file an extension for you. They'll do all the shit work that you don't want to do because calling the government is not fun. And they have the ins and outs. They get it done for you. You need an extension. You don't have anything together right now. They can do the extension and they'll do your taxes and you will be happy. I promise you. Okay, we got Versteiner Beer. They're Pilsner. And everything that they're doing is blowing up. I recently started a new job and uh, I've been uh, dealing with a lot of beer. And uh, Versteiner is blowing up. I see them everywhere. Everybody's really happy more and more and more every time it goes somewhere Versteiner beer is blowing up go try a Versteiner beer next time you're at the bar I promise you you'll be very happy I, I'm a vodka drinker but now every time I see Versteiner at a bar I will have one not just because they love my show I actually enjoy drinking the beer and I haven't had that in a long time we got Bright Shot again LED lights are the way to go those old clunky hot lights that everybody used to use when they filmed, you don't need them anymore, okay? You used to have a ballast. You have to have... They're, they're 40 amps. Bright Shot's only 3.8 amps. It's got no heat. It's a no-brainer. It's easy to use. They will work with your budget. If you're trying to do a project, you got a video you want to shoot, anything. Even if you want to do a wedding, you can rent Bright Shot. There's, their, their colors are vibrant. They're bright. They're amazing. They have the special effects that you need that are so hard to make if you're making a movie or anything. Go to brightshot.com. You can check them out. They're better than anything on the market. They, they crush the competition, and not only with, with performance, but with prices. And they will work with you. If you got an uh, independent movie or something you're doing, you, you, uh, you want to work with them, they'll work with you. Their prices are much better than everybody else on the market. Go to brightshot.com and uh, look up Noah and tell Noah and Steve Grillo said to give you a fucking T-shirt. They will send you a T-shirt. <laughs> and the DCL firm uh, with James DiCristofaro, uh, uh, you contact them. If someone owes you money and you need to get it back, they are a bunch of pit bulls. They will track down those people like and they will get your money back. Go to DCL firm uh, testimonials.com just to find out all the different uh, stories, how they help people. And um, and if you need have a tax or if you have a credit problem, uh, you can contact them. They will get the creditors off your back. I promise you that. So uh, I want to have to thank uh, my pr executive producer, Bobby Zhu. He uh, couldn't make it today, but the show, uh, we're still here. And uh, what else? I got to thank Pro Media. I got to thank my, my, my World Music for writing all the music. Um, not today, but well, you know they, they're going to be uh, probably live uh, in the studio. You get to hear them uh, for the first, they'll be our first live at, uh, music act when the uh, cameras are up. They're up now, but you know maybe the show will air at a later date. But we're going to have a star-studded first show. We're taping April fifth. It's going to be on April seventh. I want to thank Hangar Studios and Pro Media for allowing me to come in here and use this amazing facility. If you want to book a room or you want to do a podcast. Go to hangerstudios.com or just call up Pro Media and ask for Chad. 
they can book a studio for you because they are they are super professional. I want to thank my engineer Max, Scott, Joe, and Adam. Everybody here in the studio at, at Pro Media for uh, letting me come in. I love everybody and I love everybody in this room. This is a great show. Aftershock XL, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Okay, we're out there, baby. Thanks a lot. <laughs>